Hello and welcome to Reboot Higher Ed. I'm your host, Paul Bolton. I'm grateful to be here today and be putting out another episode. Uh, I wanted to put out more during this pandemic, this COVID-19 season, but you know, even in, in March where I was preparing to interview a new uh, a, a new friend of the show, I ran into difficulties virtually because I had equipment failure. I think I had equipment failure, but also the line was like completely hammered with probably so many different meetings going on. I picked a prime time meeting time as well, and I forget what it is, but for humor's sake, I was getting ready to say like, you know, Wednesday at uh, noon or Monday at 8 a.m. I always find that we always, we always find meetings. I don't care what uh, where I've worked. Uh, meeting times seem to be at anything that's uh, against best practices. So there's my humor for this episode. I might sprinkle some more in uh, through the hour and a half that we are together. <clears throat> that was a joke too. See, I can do it. All right, so I haven't lost my touch. So let's let's keep this going, all right? So COVID-19 and a lot of us moved from campus to home to working on behalf of our higher education institutions and with students, um, and, and especially during that time in the spring, uh, working with those that already had entered our funnels and were going to be making their way to our campuses this fall. So it's definitely been a, a trying time uh, across student types. Uh, you know, COVID-19 is agnostic to student types. It's affecting every student type that we have. And I'm going to continue to, to broaden the scope even of this podcast. Of, you know, we're not just going to focus on post-traditional students. We're going to focus on students. You know, I, I've fallen into that a little bit. You know, post-traditional, traditional, graduate. Gosh, we have so many labels, right? Shop talk of students that only uh, some of us understand. I uh, hate it when it makes way to a student. Hey, I'm a post-traditional student. No, you're, you're a student. You're a student. <laughs> uh, you, you know, you all, right now, uh, we are at many of our, especially the, the audience of, of this podcast, uh, those are those that work at, at some of the small private um, institutions across the, the U.S. We might say to ourselves, you know, we're not, we're not an online school. You know, we don't really get a lot of online students. We don't get a lot of online interests except for, and then insert specific programs that we do have and that we do know, yes, that is uh, primarily online. Or we get students, uh, they, they, they come here and take online classes, but we're not really that, we don't draw that online student. But mainly a lot of times the students that we don't draw is also because we don't really talk about our opportunities um, outside of some of our flagship programs. And that's that you know that I'm not trying to um, uh, that's not a negative um, hit on anybody. We're 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 colleges and universities. We're not you know and even though it is a business, right? We kind of get stuck in our ways, um, and we've we've identif we identify our uh, our consumer of our intangible product, and that is like oh, well, students usually that want the on campus experience come to this school, um, and if they want online, they're going to insert another school. But some of that talk and some of the uh, talk around that has also allowed for gaps to begin to exist prior to COVID-19 and prior to 
that March or February when some of you all navigated away from your universities. A lot of those gaps existed. Now they've just been magnified under COVID. Uh, and it's been a different time too because we're coming off of a class that we've uh, began, began to form and that process was put in place. So, so there's some things that we're able to hold on to um, temporarily through the spring. But more than likely, you're not going to be able to moving forward. But the thing is, you already knew that. And I think many of us knew that, right? We've had meetings and we've had conversations. We've had ideas and we've had innovation. Um, they just never got off the ground. Or we never really wanted to conform to some of the trends that we saw happening because we were very just stuck in our ways because it's something that we've always done a specific way. And we are being forced to change. So let me go back to what I said. We are not typically, my favorite word, typically and historically, uh, a university institution of higher learning that is a tr that attracts online students. All right. Well, here's the thing, friends. Um, that might be true. And moving forward two or three years from now, more likely you can you'll, you'll have those students on campus and hopefully even spring or summer this year you do or next year. You know, I hope that for us all because there are specific there are students that do need that and want that and that's okay and not everybody uh, learns the same and some are fine with the online piece too, but here's the thing, even though you might be attracting different types of students, right now you're recruiting practices, your admissions practices. And everything on that front end needs to exist in the online area, in the virtual enrollment, because that's how you're going to have to do it. So now you, now you really, you know, if you think about it, that there's practices with the online and recruitment of online that you maybe you've read about or heard about, but you maybe never actually done, um, you know, and some of the downside that I think, not downside, but some of the negativity that would surround online learning is in the classroom and the, the pedagogy, it's in the curriculum, it's in the, is there regular substantive communication, is that enough, are students getting that experience, are they learning, and right now there's like not a choice if a student wants to move forward with a degree, move forward from high school into college, a transfer student wanted to continue on from uh, community college, um, or, or transferring from one university to yours they're going to be online and that could be a temporary thing they're still drawn to you from other possibilities and maybe it is your on-campus experience but right now they're online and that means that your everything that you do needs to fit that of the virtual enrollment piece and that's a different model that's a different model and things are going to start changing we're being forced into it and you know what, you all, if that's what had to happen, then to get us there, th that stinks because I think there's been opportunities and we've just kind of passed on them. And there's many different reasons for that. And some of those really just have to do with fear and just lack of acumen or just like the fact that like, I feel like if I implement this change, I might market myself out of a job. All right. There's so many different things out there that could be an underlying um, why of why change didn't occur.
but here we are. So, you know, I, I, I want to uh, to move forward. All right. So and it, it, even with this podcast, you all like I, I, I just changed something. I'm going to start talking about different types of students. Right. Um, not really. I'd be I, I'm just giving that as example. That was a horrible example. <laughs> but uh, I think that even just the, the day and age that we're at, um, there's going to be a lot of things happening very quickly. And right now, you need to kind of set yourself up, self up, and you know, personally and professionally, to begin leading into that change. And we're going to talk about that uh, today as well. But the gaps, they were there, and now we need to look at different best practices and different models. And and I, I want to provide some resources of how you can begin uh, to to make your way into that. Um, into that sector in your brain to, to have that like exist and, and, and be okay and those alarms not to go off to stop you and I just got an email you all I apologize for that <laughs> it happens from time to time so um, let's let's talk about uh, what that could look like um, for you you know in the, in the university and institutions the, a team within teams and um, you know where do you start I think is the you know where do you start I've seen a lot of I've I've seen different models out there. You all different processes. I think we all have. We always look at what other schools are doing. And one of the things that I, I find uh, very useful is you know going through a, a, another school's process. A, going through another school's process. Yes, I'm saying shopping another school because if you don't have any resources around you and you don't have anybody that's ever done online, um, or they have and it's it's been a little bit. Um, and things change so fast, a great resource for you is look at another school, look at another university. If you don't want to shop them, you know what you really could do is really just kind of look at that positions that they have at their school. You know, look at the position and what it entails. I learned a lot about um, different opportunities for staff and um, looking at what people's responsibilities are uh, for you know, day in day in and day out, and you'll see like one of the things I find very common lately is you, you don't hand off online students a lot. You you keep them with somebody as long as you can um, at the beginning, and even through registration, right? And then there's different touch points along the way with other departments, but that one person is still kind of with them. You know, if you look at models outside of just our institutions. Those uh, those coaches exist, and uh, in a sense, with with their post traditional students um, and online. So post traditional students, you are your um, your your recruiter, you're a coach, you're a uh, you become a friend along the way, and during the whole time, um, there's a relationship that's being built. You are building relationships with your students. And it's not just this transactional, you did this, and now you move on to this next person, then the next person, the next person. Um, we'll sprinkle in a couple phone calls along the way, send you a couple cute emails and some things in the mail, and you'll be a student. It's that's not That doesn't exist uh, right now. It can't exist right now. But the thing is, it was going away anyways, and now it's here. So now we have an opportunity to begin implementing many of the things that we knew were coming down the, the pipe anyways. Again, pan, the pandemic aside, it was coming. 
and now it's here. So look around, look at some players that are doing it very well and see how they're doing it, right? We can share best practices. I don't see anything wrong with that. Okay, yeah, I do sometimes. Okay, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, I see some thoughts sometimes where I'm like, I don't really want to talk about exactly how we're doing it. Um, but I think when we look at what uh, we serve in the community, uh, you know, I think best practices on the enrollment side are very beneficial to share uh, for many senses because they are they are for those who want to to continue on with their education to continue to be a part of the community um, with their influence because of their education, but also, you know, for economic reasons as well. And it's our job at the university to make sure that we are part of that pathway. So yeah, if we can share with another school that maybe draws a different type of student, how that, how that takes place, more power to you. And also thank you in advance for doing that. I think that there's um, many times that we uh, operate in silos with a, with a university too. And that's, that's just the model, you all. That's just the way it is. Um, we don't talk a lot. We don't. Um, I've seen you know, that happen you know, as of late more often, uh, especially if we are trying to figure out what we can do within a community. But then we also have to look through our K through 12s and then not through just our K through 12s, but also what about your community colleges and then the transition from community college so it could be K through 12, the community college and making an economic decision. And then also, how do they come to your university? Maybe, it, you know, locally, there's many different pathways out of the community college to your four year. And um, what are what's how well is that pathway carved out? And even if they were going to come on campus, let's say we're in the clear and everything's, um, you know, strawberries and rainbows um, a year or two from now isn't there pieces of that transition that they could do virtually with counselors while they're at home or work um, it would allow them actually to spend more time uh, within that process more time learning about that next step um, they don't feel rushed they're not nervous um, they you know there's a lot of things that our students our future students can do um, in the pathway to our institutions uh, from the comfort of their home on their smartphone you know over the phone and then you know we're on the receiving end um, building a relationship with that student that you know and that relationship's a genuine one um, and then you know and, and I'm Paul I'm your you know I'm, I'm your person here and uh, you know we're gonna here, here's what we're gonna be doing together and then, yeah, at some point, we're going to transition you into a classroom. <laughs> you know, we, we have a short window of opportunity with our students on the front end. And I think it's the most beneficial thing that we can do sometimes is, one, make sure that because we work in education, that we're educating ourselves so that we can become better at our craft, thus being better for the community and students that need us and not, on the other hand, being selfish and so stuck in our ways because we've done a specific thing a certain way, and if it can be done on campus in brick and mortar, then by damn, we're just going to do it online. And it doesn't work that way. And I think acknowledging that first is the biggest piece. Then the second is, what, what do we need to change? And what do we need to make that change happen? And then what around us, what around us 
and that we use and that we do currently right now needs to go away. You know, okay, not go away. It needs to be changed. It needs to be altered. And it needs to kind of fit what the need on the outside is going to be. And you know what we should probably do too is test that out. Really test ourselves out. Shop ourselves. Make sure that we're ready. So when an opportunity does present itself, right, what we have done in COVID-19 time is we've taken that time to go, now we are ready. And it took us that to get here and that sucked. You know, I didn't like that at all. But you know what? The hole was there before. It was magnified. We implemented. We changed. So we have some new titles in our office. We have some new positions. Um, we, we, we do our whole um, uh, uh, recruitment process differently. And then there's still the element of that it's us in there that still makes it unique to our university, you know, and we learn from others and we uh, implement it and we failed forward and now we're here. And now we're also going to start having some conversations about how we continue to stay ahead because the one thing that can't happen after innovation is to then become complacent because then we're just doing this all over again. And I don't know about you all, but um, I've always been told, you know, success is measured, but not while you're there, but when you leave and watching it grow. So a lot of us, you all, what we have the opportunity to do is make sure that by the time that we've moved on in our roles within the university, so maybe you're still within that same institution, but you're in a different role, that you continue to see success happen. And I mean, what a big thing. Um, I mean, what an amazing experience would that be is to say I was part of that. I was part of that change. Even you all that are just right now coming into a university and you, you, maybe you just started working in an admissions office, um, advising office in the last year. Like you could be part of that. I, I'm not trying to sound like cliche here, or, you know, or gas you up or anything. Um, I'm not going to get anything out of that. But I'm just telling you, like you're probably thinking of some things. Like be bold with it. Um, do some research. Seek seek some opportunities, and, and you know, and 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 talk to your directors, talk to your leaders, and um, let's you know let's have these conversations within our team and within this within our uh, uh, institutions. We can lead change. I mean, how powerful that is. You're not just changing your institution; you're changing people's lives because they now see your institution as a pathway for them to make some change in theirs. You know. Uh, it's a scary time for everyone, and it's our job as a, as a university to make sure that we are there in time of need, and it's it's time, you know, got to look at ourselves, leaders, let's look at ourselves. Have we done everything that we can to grow so we can lead through that change? Because the one thing we can't do, all right, with that innovation is I need to innovate around me, but I'm not going to change me. You're, you can't do that, actually. It won't work. So you're kind of stuck. So if you're thinking about being innovative, also think about who you are today and where you need to be as a leader to make sure that you can lead through that innovation. Because it's not just, you know, flipping on a switch. It's, uh, you know, there's some... There's some development within oneself. There's going to be some changes you're going to have to make, but you're also going to have to, you know, do some conflict management, do some 
crisis management, give some people some pep talks, and you're you might have to do that all all virtually. <laughs> so you, everyone's going to be learning. It's uh, it's going to be a new day. Uh, we're we're going to get through this as, as you know all the institutions. We're going to get through this, and that you all we have opportunities, and we can be a part of change, and we can be a part of the future success in your institution. And uh, I don't know. Again, it's a I don't I think it's a cool concept to be honest with you. So uh, best of luck to everyone uh, moving into the fall. And um, I should be coming back more regularly. And I look forward to the future episodes and some future guests I know I will have. um, That uh, now some things are kind of slowing down, but they're going to speed up again anyway. So a small window of time for that as well. So anyways, thanks for tuning in to Reboot Higher Ed. Make sure you subscribe so you're notified when the new podcast episode um, comes out. One uh, of any platform you get your podcast on, and please don't forget to leave me a review. As uh, I love um, hearing uh, good, bad, and ugly of everything, but also uh, what your thoughts on are like for future topics. So I'd love to hear some of those as well. All right, well, thanks for tuning in to Reboot Higher Ed, and have a great rest of your week. Mm-hmm.